ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. special privilege and honor to bring my grandmother back on the line today, uh, Reverend Wiedis Weber. We're going to be uh, doing a program, letting the Spirit of the Lord lead, and um, I'm actually going down the highway as we speak, doing this program on my cell phone. I've got my grandmother in Atlanta, and I uh, had my brother Cameron in Las Vegas uh, log in and set up the switchboard. This is the beautiful part about Blog Talk Radio. You can literally do a program from anywhere with nothing more than a telephone and someone just to start up the switchboard. So we're going to do a program, and uh, I'm going to um, be bringing her on here momentarily. Before I do, though, I just want to make an announcement that there's going to be a, uh, again, the Men's Deliverance Conference, Hegelish Church, will be starting Thursday, run through Sunday. I'm actually on the road there now, and um, got a, a... got to make a couple stops, but I figured why not use this time and do something for the Lord as I'm driving down the interstate, so we just, I was talking to my grandmother, and I said, hey, let me call you back, we'll just get a live show going, so praise God. Well, grandmother, you on the line with me? Yes, honey, I sure am, and praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Grandmother, (laughs) would you you honor us today and just uh, open up the program with prayer? Okay. Master, in the name of Jesus, we come humbly into the throne room. We praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All three in one and all three can do the same in Jesus' name. Master, bless us while we're uplifting you today and giving and hoping something beautifully out of the Word of God for someone uh, who's hurting, someone that's not maybe where they need to be with you, or someone who's bound, bound up with some type of satanic force. We're asking you, Master, to help them today through this, through this service, through what we're fixing to to uplift you in, Jesus, because you're the miracle of all. You're the healer. You're our deliverer, Master. And Jesus will give you the praise and the honor and glory for this program. In Jesus Christ's sake, amen. Amen. And so I just praise God, your mother, that you're able to um, do a program here with me. And um, Yes. I will tell you, if it hadn't been for you and Granddad lifting me and Damon and our family up over the years, I don't think I would have made it this far. I really praise God that I was raised in a uh, godly home, and uh, I'm very honored and privileged to have been raised uh, with grandparents that 
They've been sold out for Christ their whole life. Now, how long have you been in the ministry? You've been in. When did you get uh, over, saved? Roll back oh, the clock. Uh, over 55 years. Wow. I've been in the ministry over 55 years, right. Grandmother, that's so I, a sacrifice. I praise the Lord, ran my first revival. You know, I told you, 19 years old. And I've been in the ministry ever since. Praise God. Been about 55 years, so. And maybe later on I'll tell you my age. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not Grandma, ashamed you know, of my age because Jesus has let me live this long, so. I give Amen. him the praise and the master. I, I give you, him I said, the glory uh, and the honor for it. So know, I thought Moses. today, Shannon, that I'd quote a scripture here and start this off, and let's see where the Lord takes us in all of this. How about that? It's Absolutely. Second, What's the Lord put on your heart? Okay, Second Timothy 1 and 7. It's been a blessing to me down through the many, many years of many toils and tribulation and trials that I have faced in the ministry and out on the fields, this has been a beautiful, beautiful scripture for me. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And that's what I want you to pay close attention to. God hath not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. So if you love Jesus and you have the blood of Christ applied to your inner spirit, to your soul and mind, then you don't have to walk around with fear. Turn around and take the Word of God, and you quote it back at the enemy. Come against him with the Word of God. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So that's where we must go, and we must stay every day and quote the Scripture. For also in St. Matthew uh, the 11th chapter in the last three verses where Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now you can take those three verses in St. Matthew 11 in the last three verses, chapter, I mean, chapter 11, last three verses, and those will keep you also. This will help you, especially maybe you Christians, that are out there struggling, or you that uh, are not where you need to be with Jesus, come on and, and get on that cross and let the blood of Christ to be applied to your inner spirit, cleanse you from all filthiness of the flesh, and you can take the Word of God, and the Word of God will stand when the world's on fire. And the Holy yeah. Spirit will stand by you and lead you and guide you because that's what the Holy Spirit is for. The Holy Spirit is a convicting agent. The Holy Spirit will convict you of your sins and bring you to a place and help you to see that you need Jesus of Nazareth. So I wanted to say that to start off with, Shannon. And also the scripture in Isaiah 26 and 3 was another one, that, that uh, really the second one along with Timothy, that he gave me that I quoted for many, many years through a lot of my trials, is that God hath not given, wait a minute, excuse me, uh, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Now, notice that now. If we'll keep our mind on Jesus and we're blood washed, he will keep us in perfect peace if we'll keep our mind on him. So that's one thing we must do. So I wanted to say that to let you know that Jesus loved you. He died for you on the cross of Calvary, and his blood was shed at Calvary so that you could be washed and set free from all filthiness of sin. And Jesus is a deliverer. He is your healer. He is your soon-coming king. So he wants to give you 
hope here today and help you to know that you do have hope in Christ Jesus today and that, and that we love you and we're praying for you out there. So, Shannon, was there anything right quick you wanted to say to me? Well, amen. I say praise God. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio. I've got a special honor today to have my grandmother back on the phone. Um, we're doing a live program. Uh, grandmother is a uh, minister with the Church of God. Her name is Wiedis Weber. Now, grandmother, um, you were called into the ministry at a very young age. When did the Lord put on your heart and uh, call you to preach? Well, uh, I, I really went, Shannon. My, the Lord healed my mother. I got saved and got delivered, you know, and between the pews of a church, okay, in the church. And when I got saved, uh, before, of course, just before I got saved, I got a call from my dad that my mother had cancer. Well, you know, that didn't set too well with me because I loved my mother very, very much. Yeah. She, my mother was part of my whole life, really. And next to loving Jesus uh, was my mother and, and my husband and babies, and that was about it for me. But anyway, when I found this out, uh, my little uh, one of the Christian sisters that took me with her to church told me, said, we just, said, don't you want to just kneel down right here and pray? So I knelt down right between the pews and accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. So I went home and had to tell Brian about it, and I was scared to death to tell him. But I finally got, this, got uh, uh, I guess, strong enough to tell him that I had accepted Jesus. So it was, a real, it was a real launch out for me accepting Christ with everyone in our families, all of them unchristian. They weren't Christians. And I didn't really know what I'd do, but I knew if I held on to Jesus that I could make it, okay? So then I got a call from my mother's sister that she wanted me to come and give my testimony about my mother, about her dying with cancer. So I left and went down there, and by the time I got there, she'd invited uh, people and it noised abroad everywhere. They wanted to hear it. So the little pastor was down there, found it out, and wanted me to come and preach it behind the pulpit. And I told him, I said, look, I'm no minister now. I said, I'm just going to come and give my mother's testimony, and that's all. So when I got out there and gave the testimony of my mother, then he asked me for a revival, asked me would I come back and preach. I said, Brother Lumley, I'm no preacher, and I'm not in the ministry. I'm just giving my testimony. And he made it so easy for me. Till I don't know, I didn't know he was making it easy. I can see it today. Just come back in and just preach whatever. The, I mean, just quote a scripture. Just do anything the Lord tells you to do. Well, he made it so easy, but yet it was hard for me. So I went down there. I accepted the revival and went down there and preached the word of God. And it just, of course, noised abroad. And so, Shannon, from that time on, I've been in the ministry now for 55 years. And we wow. left and went in and out of the islands. We've been... Uh, to Jamaica, Haiti, lived in Trinidad, and did work down there in the islands. And uh, as far as we could go, we tried to go. We didn't go overseas like we wanted to go. But anyway, we have took our ministry and, uh, you know, put it in full-time ministry for Jesus of Nazareth and winning souls. And he that winning souls is wise. We know that. But if we don't get out there with the burden in, uh, that God's given us since we've become Christians, and win souls, we're not very wise at all. But if we win souls, we can become wise in Christ Jesus. So I will say that. It's beautiful to serve Jesus and Amen, to stay in the ministry and, of Him. You know, grandmother, uh, today people seem to have forgotten what the, the calling is all about. Right, um, right. We're actually to go out there and spread the gospel 
Right. Being saved should be more than we accept Christ and then we just spend our whole life going to a local church. That's We're right. We're supposed to um, be commissioned for service and go out there and, and go bring in the lost. Am I correct? That's, that's exactly right. That's right. Because, he didn't uh, save us for, say? Uh, pardon me. He didn't save us for ourselves. He yes. saved us to win souls. And if we don't win souls, we're not very wise. And you won't stay saved very long now. If you don't do what the Master has, has commissioned you and I to do, he commissioned the disciples to go win souls. He commissions everyone that gets saved at Calvary to win souls. And if you're not, if that's not your burden, then you better get on your knees and cry out to God and ask the Master to give you a burden and a compassion for the dying and lost humanity because they're dying, and, and if you don't try to win them to Christ and they go to hell, their blood may be on your hands on the day of judgment. See, this is what's so sad, is that their blood could be on your hands on the day of judgment. You don't need that on you. That's right. So you better get out there and try to win souls uh, with every little scripture you can find in that Bible to win souls for Christ, because that's what he called us to go and do. Grandmother, for somebody listening out there who doesn't know Jesus as their personal Savior, what does it take to be saved, and how can they be saved today if they're tuning in and they would like to accept Christ? Uh, uh, Shannon, it, it, I guess it's so simple to really, we've people have stumbled over it. The Holy Spirit will convict them of their sins. That's what the Holy Spirit is. She's a convicting agent. She'll come and convict you of your sins, and every time you commit sins or sin, a sin, you're convicted of it. Something tells you you had no business doing that. So the Holy Spirit is convicting you, and if you're convicted, you most of the time will get under such conviction, and then you need to go to the cross and, and uh, kneel down and cry out to Christ, ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And I praise the Lord uh, for Romans. He said that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's what has happened. You say, well, oh, I'm a good, clean Christian. Well, if you are, then you need to be winning souls for Christ. And yeah. if you are, then you get in there and get right with Christ. Go to those altars and cry out to him and ask him to forgive you of your sins. And he'll do exactly that. If Jesus can forgive the man on the cross with him... The other one, you know, went to hell. He didn't. He didn't want no forgiveness. That's right. Now, then we got a lot of that out there, Shannon, and that's what's so sad. And whether it be the uh, infidel, or whether it be uh, the haters, uh, and witchcraft, or, or whatever they're in out there, listen. The Holy Spirit will convict you. You need to come away from that stuff because those, those spirits will carry you to hell. Yes. But the other man that was on the other side of Christ, he asked Jesus to forgive him of his sins. And Jesus said, this day I will remember you in paradise. Of course, that's another deep subject going into that now. But Christ was dying on the cross, and while he died for all of us, he died for them that's out there that need to get saved and come to the cross, and Jesus will forgive them of their sins and wash them in his blood. That's what he'll do for you if you want to accept Amen. Jesus. Because... If we do not accept Christ and our spirit leaves the body, in other words, we die, then um, it says to be absent from the body, to be present before God. We're going to give an accounting, and if we don't know Christ, we don't get into heaven. That's right. We That's go to right. hell. That's right. And uh, God doesn't want any man or woman to go to hell. 
No, he does That's not. That's why he's long-suffering and merciful. Absolutely. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to give us, to die for our sins, to redeem right. us, and to give us an opportunity to have a relationship with him again and be saved. Now, grandmother, when a person gets saved, what is the next step um, for a new believer? What should they be doing next? They need to think. We were taught, Shannon, and it's very true. Uh, you need to be saved, the old saying is, and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? Yes. When you get saved, a lot of people get saved. Some have gotten in our early days, got saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit all in one night. And you can. I mean, you really yeah. can. It's there for you, you know. But you, when you get saved, you naturally just keep seeking the Lord and you become sanctified. It means you're still sanctified through the blood. And when you become sanctified, you're not going to want all that stuff that you once wanted or desired because the blood of the sanctification of Christ will take all that filth and that mess away from you, and you don't desire that stuff anymore. It's almost like after we became Christians, I never hardly knew I was ever a sinner, Shannon. I really didn't. I thought, feel like I've always been a Christian. And that's what Jesus does for us, is that you feel like you've always been a good Christian, and then keep seeking the Lord, because in John uh, 15 and St. John 15 and 5, Jesus, you know, was with the disciples so long, and he had to leave. He's fixed to go back to his Father. And Jesus says, it's expedient that I go away. And if I go not away, I can't send you another comforter. Right. Jesus walked the comforter to his disciples, and he gave them power every day to tread on serpents, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Yes. But he said, but I'm fixing to leave you guys now. You're not, are you listening to me? I am fixing to go back to my father and sit down at the right hand of the father. And that's where he was fixing to head out to. And when he did, he said, you go to the upper room and you tarry in, in Acts 1 and 8 and to Acts 2 and 4 till you be endued with this power from on high. And the power was the Holy Spirit coming and was going to baptize them with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit did come. And the evidence, the reason a lot of people have fought this, Shannon, is the only way you know you have the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit speaks, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit speaks for himself. Yes. That's right. He does the speaking and to say, well, I felt the Spirit and I, I got all this when I got saved. No, I'm sorry now. No, you didn't. Because the Holy Spirit has the, uh, his own language. Right. The Father had his own language, and Jesus had his language. Is the Holy Spirit dumb? No, 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 I'm afraid not. The Holy Spirit can speak every language on the face of this earth, besides yeah. the heavenly language that Satan cannot get into, praise God. Praise the Lamb of God. Satan cannot touch the heavenly language that the Holy Spirit lets us speak through to her and to be with her in, in my prayer language, he can't touch that. Now, I can speak all the other languages wherever I go and try to win the loss to Christ like I did in Haiti. I spoke some of the language of Creole and, and French because I couldn't speak their language. But the Holy Spirit spoke for me. Amen. And that's beautiful, see. He gave you some diverse... Uh, types of tongues, and they say, wait right. a minute, we understand you in our language, and you That's didn't right. know a lick of Creole or French, but the Holy Spirit uh, had gifted you, and you were speaking in a um, a foreign tongue, 
That's right. Field. That's right. Amen. The Holy Spirit uh, told me that I would if I ever went. And when I went to Haiti, he proved it to me what the Holy Spirit would do. Amen. And, that, now, and that's the other, way it is. I could go right now, Shannon, anywhere in the world and was in a revival or a meeting helping someone, or if I was praying for someone of another language. Yes. Praise God. Now, the Holy Spirit can take over, and the Holy Spirit will speak through me to them and can help them out. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about the Holy Spirit being filled with the Holy Spirit and having the diverse types of tongues, which is a beautiful language through the Holy Spirit. That's one of the gifts. and uh, That's one of the gifts. That's exactly right. Amen. Praise for someone God. someone tuning in who has not received the Holy Spirit but would like to, Right. Just one go about doing it and getting the gifts. Uh, the way they need to do that, Shannon, is just get somewhere in their closet of prayer or in their car or anywhere that nobody will bother them and just love Jesus. Start praising his name. That's the way I got it. You can just praise them. I love you, love you, Jesus. I praise your holy name. I praise your holy name. And really mean it now. Really mean it. And just start praising him. and pray. It's not the prayer for something. You don't pray for it. It's a gift. It's a gift to us by loving and praising him. That's the way it comes. It comes on the wings of prayer and praise, not somewhere where you're praying for something for yourself. The Holy Spirit is a gift to you, so just start loving him and praising him and just hang in there. Don't give up. And the Holy Spirit may take your tongue, and you feel like you don't know what's taking place. It frightened me the first time it happened to me. Because I couldn't speak English, and it just, you know, just sort of a, 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 a well, it's like uh, uh, Isaiah said, uh, with diverse types of tongues, uh, would he speak in these people, but, well, no, excuse me, with a stammering lips, and of another tongue will I speak unto my people. So your mouth may go into a stammer. You know, if it does, leave it alone. A few minutes, the Holy Spirit will come through, and then the Holy Spirit will speak for itself. And then do you do that every day or during the day or night when you've got the time? And watch it, and it'll come through near about every time. And you'll get, after a while, the Holy Spirit will speak real plain. I mean, real plain. So just don't give up on it. Just keep loving Jesus and praising him, and the Holy Spirit will speak for itself. That's what now, you happen. taught me that uh, one of the, the gifts of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, you know, God, God gives us uh, power for service. Right, absolutely. How important is that for someone wanting to get into ministry? What does that power for service do? The power for service protects you, gives you power to cast out demons, uh, witchcraft, anything that's wicked out there and not of God. God gives you that power to stand against all the wickedness of Satan himself. Because, you know, the Bible said, "He, He that dwelleth down within is greater than he that's in the world of sin. So you have someone then to protect you, because Jesus said in Acts 1 and 8, after that he said that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He said you shall be witnesses into Jerusalem, into Judea, and into the uttermost parts of the world. And that's the kind of power he gives us. And then Acts 2 and 4, where they all left and went up into the upper room, and the power of the Holy Spirit fell upon over 120 of them. 
there were 18 nationalities of people that came into to Jerusalem there and was out there close to where they were praying, and they heard 18 people out of a bunch of Galileans could not speak any other language, spoke 18 languages, and they heard it, and they said, well, these bunch of people are drunk on wine. Yes. And Peter stood up and said, uh-uh-uh-uh, we're not drunk as ye suppose. It's only but the night hour of the morning. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. So they had teared and prayed all night long and up to 9 o'clock the next morning, and that's when the Holy Spirit fell. And Jesus did this. Because he knew those 18 nationalities would be there, and they could hear their own language spoken by a bunch of Galileans. Now, that was a miracle within itself, a great, great miracle. And the word Pentecost, Shannon, the people have gotten it so mixed up. The word Pente is five, and cost is, I mean, zero is cost. It happened to be the 50th day toward the Passover there for this to take place. And and that and that's why they called it Pentecost, but it actually just meant fifty days. And 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 fifty days is Pentecost. Fifty so days people, after the uh, the Passover, right? And uh, right, right. And exactly. basically, the, the the Holy Spirit gives someone an anointing that they can go out and preach. Right. Uh, see signs and wonders, and right. um, it really turbocharges them, if you want to say that. That's the right. That's right. And uh, Jesus said, unless I go away, I can't send you another comforter. So That's what he said. He, he intends for the believer to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, That's of right. course, along with the gift of tongues, there's other uh, gifts that a, a believer can receive also, right? Oh, absolutely. Give some uh, 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 see, uh, wisdom and uh, knowledge and, and uh, faith Prophecy. are the first, are the first three gifts. And then you come yeah. on down, every three gifts, there's nine of them. And uh, you receive all of those after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And whenever they are needed, wherever you are, or in service, or, or praying for someone, or whatever, these gifts act when they're in need, when they're in need. You know, one of them is miracles, and one's diverse types of tongues, and they just go on down. All those gifts, you receive those, and they're in your spirit to work whenever they need to work. Yes. That's the way the Holy Spirit works. So now, at when all times, um, when you received the Holy Spirit, what kind of change did you notice in your own life? Uh, Shannon, it was so changed, son, till I've never been the same since in 55 years. Uh, listen, there's no money can buy what I have. There's no houses, no land. I could have went out there, Shannon, done exactly what everyone else has done. Granddaddy and I have got enough of tapes of working in mission fields, that we could have took them to churches and raised money and and said, hey, you know, we need the money, blah, blah, blah. We never did do that, Shannon. If we if we got any money for mission, we took it to the mission fields and built churches, built yes. parsonages, especially in Haiti, dedicated one in, in Trinidad. That's what we did with our mission money. We didn't buy a big brick homes back here. I don't care what I live in, Shannon, as long as I have the rain. It's not raining down in my face. I'm okay. And that's the way we did. We gave to Christ. Gave everything back to the ministry, right. people, and you true servants of God. You weren't looking for a reward down here. You weren't looking no. for um, to build a big home out in California, have a Learjet or a Mercedes Benz. No, no, sure wasn't. Uh-uh. 
No, ma'am. In fact, uh, I remember growing up, you're very good stewards right. of the Lord's money. Right. And uh, when you ran churches, most of the time you had to go in and get churches out of debt, didn't you? Oh, that's what we did, son, all the time. Uh, Shannon, keep talking. Let me get another phone. Just keep talking. One church after the next. Uh, because this one's up, going off, so just keep talking. Right my now. grandparents would um, be called in to bail out the church, and a, a pastor had run it into the ground, run up debt. And what they would do is they would get in there, and they would use good biblical practices, get the debts paid off, get the church back in the black again. and um, That's right. And then when they had done the work and raised it back up, they would hand it off to another pastor, and you know, hopefully they wouldn't squander the work that you all had done to rebuild it. And uh, you all been right. stewards. I remember going down the, the hallway of the, the church, and you'd have up on the bulletin board the church finances. It was open books. Everybody could see where the money went in the church, and you all were just good stewards. That's right. Something exactly that right. Uh, you don't see a lot in today's ministries. It's about well, it's people hard. building it's their hard, empires man. down here. Mm-hmm. And, know. Uh, you know, it's like they've lost the mission that we've all been called for, and that is that's right to bring people to Jesus, cast out devils, right. lay hands on the sick. Mm-hmm. You know, Grandmother, I'll tell you, there's a lot of people out there that um, you don't see any of the fruits. They don't believe the baptism of the Holy Spirit's for today. That healing's for today. Let me ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. Are the miracles of that Jesus performed for today? Absolutely, full force. Amen. Full force, son. In fact, Jen, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus, excuse me. Jesus is about to show some things that Jesus told me in my earlier ministry. Yeah. He said there would come a time in my last days before before his return or before the tribulation that his word would be manifested in such a great way yes. that I would be even shocked. And I believe that. You know how God took Philip in the New Testament and he had to go up there down to Gaza Strip over in, behind, uh, below Israel and yeah. baptize the eunuch? Right. Okay. I, that fascinated me when I read that when I was a young Christian. And I always wanted the Lord. A lot, a lot of people would laugh at me when I talk about going to the mission fields. Oh, I've, you know, of course, me, you know, me being a lady minister, how that can be, you know, how they left to fight us women. But, you know, I, I praise the Lord for the word because Paul said we're neither male nor female. And that means all are going to have to give an account to the Father, whether you're female yeah. or whether you're male. So much for that. But the bottom line is I praise the Lord that God's going to open up some areas in here. And if I need to get somewhere, if he has to pick me up, and take me across over to India, if he needed me over there fasting, he'd just pick me up and take me over. I'd be saying, oh, hold it now, hold it. Amen. He can, the Father can do what he wants to do, praise God. Absolutely. Praise God. Woo! Praise the Lord Jesus can do what he wants to do. If he can, Praise God. Yea, behold, I'm the Lord thy God, and I change not. Yea, behold, I am God Jehovah. I am a God of thunder, and I'm a voice of many, many waters, said the Lord. Hallelujah. Pray. He Praise God. Shannon, we can't fool with the Heavenly Father. We're on dangerous grounds if we try to get up into that upper room where the Father is. 
We're on some dangerous grounds. We better be careful what we say and what we do because God is still a God of thunder and a God of this universe. And we better be careful what we say and what we do. But my Heavenly Father, praise God, can move me anywhere He wants to. If He can take Elijah and, and bring a chariot of fire down and let Elijah uh, roll around in it and take him back up, He can do anything for me and anyone else that's out there that believes it. Praise God today. Woo, praise God. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lamb of God. Amen, Shannon. Praise God. You can't fool with him. Praise the Lamb of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And praise his word's going to be performed. That's right. Amen. And, uh, we're in some perilous times, Grandmother. <laughs> yes, a lot we of people are, are saying, well, how are we going to make it? You know, the tribulation oh, could be starting any time. That's right. Uh, how will... That's right. How do we make it with all that's happening, with the collapses coming, with the rumors of wars? What do we do to endure till the end? What we're going to have to do is stay on our knees, Shannon, and, and stay there where he can talk to us. And so we'll know exactly what move to make each day. It'll be like probably one day at a time. But we need to prepare ourselves, you know, like lamps and a little food or whatever. And God can multiply all of that, but he doesn't yeah. want you to absolutely just sit out there under the rain like a little old lamb that would fall off of around the edge of the mountain and let the rain uh, rain down into his little nose and then him drown. That's the reason Jesus left the 99 and went out after the one little old sheep because yeah. he was drowning out there in that water if the water ever got into his little nose. So I think the main thing is we need to stay very close to Jesus Sell out and be where we need to be with him. He will protect the bride. He will protect his own. But now the others, they're going to suffer if they don't obey him. And if they don't sell out and give their all to Jesus, woe be unto them is all I can say. And all I can do is love them and pray for them is all I know to do. Who but is if the bride just of Christ? they prepared on their knees, Jesus will help them and protect them. Amen. Yes. Now, over the years, Grandmother, you talked about the Bride of Christ and selling out. What is the Bride? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's sort of sad, Shannon. It's sort of sad, and yet there's nothing I can do with it. The Bride is the Bride that, that Jesus, you know, said he had gone back to his Father and was going to prepare a place for us. Yes. Now, he told the disciples that. The Bride is someone who's looking for Jesus to return. You know, a lot of people are not looking. What about the, the ten virgins? You know, there were ten of them Jesus spoke of. Now, all of them were washed and clean, looked like. And all of them had lamps. But five of them didn't keep enough oil in their lamps, Shannon. And I feel sorry for them. And the other five kept oil in their vessels. If you don't stay prayed up where you need to be with Jesus, and you're going to let all your oil leak out, that means you're not tearing, you're not praying, and you're not sold out to Jesus, then when the bridegroom starts calling in the me hours of the night, the groom is coming, the bridegroom's coming, then you won't have enough oil in your vessels to go meet him. And that's, a, that's just a small example of how Jesus spoke in his parables about his bride. Now here recently, if I had all of my other work in front of me, we'll do it one night. But Jesus Absolutely. spoke to me just a small bit this morning in my prayer. It goes every time where I'll start off, holy I see, holy I see, holy, holy I see. And then Jesus will start talking to me. 
And this morning, it's like when I got that far, he said, I'm standing on the portals, I'm standing on the portals, and I'm waiting and I'm watching for my bride. It's every time, he says, I'm watching for my bride. And that, that's bothered me. I'm trying to get the word watching in there. So what it is, we've got just a little time left down here, the bride of Christ, us that are sold out and ready to meet him. Very few people, and I'm sure those that are out there that are not where they need to be with Jesus, surely they can understand what I'm saying. Are you sold out? If you're sold out, you're out there winning the lost at any cost. You're out there uh, doing everything he wants you to do. You're preparing yourself to be his bride. You know, uh, to be a bride, you've got to cleanse yourself up, purify yourself. There's no woman nor man that sits and get married wants their one they fix to marry not to be pure and clean and holy. That's right. Now I'm not talking about sins you've committed. You clean yourself up at the at Calvary. And you yes. can become the bride of Christ through the blood of Christ. And when you do, then when he comes back he's he's gonna come in the clouds of glory. Uh uh he's gonna catch away some of the bride Shannon and some of those fruit gatherings in that sixth and seventh and eighth chapter of Revelation. Now, I don't say too much about it, but they're, they're, fruit, they're fruit gatherings. And somewhere yeah. in here, I don't know how much uh, I'll go into, maybe to persecution or how much, whatever I may go into, Jesus said he would protect us, and he'll stand by us. And when it gets too rough, one thing about it, you won't never die. We're going to get into that one night, Shannon. I want Amen. everyone out to know you won't ever die. Praise God, you're not going to die. So when you when you leave this life, you'll either go to heaven to be absent from the bodies, to be present with God, Paul said, or you're going to ease on over into hell. Yes. There's it, only two places you can go, and that's it. Amen. Je- Jesus spoke of the rich man lifting up his eyes, being tormented in the flames that's down there in hell today. Yes. It's not yesterday or tomorrow. It's already happening. Amen. And, and and if anyone knows anything, some may not know about the Bible as some of us do, but if they'll get them a Bible and read in St. Matthew, they'll get all of this of Jesus' preachings. And when the, the rich man lifted up his eyes, he saw Lazarus leaning on the bosom of Abraham. Yes. Well, at Calvary now, Jesus took and, and went down, after he went to Calvary, went down and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave from Satan and everything he thought he had. And he delivered the people out of the old paradise, and they're up around the altars and around in the midst of where Christ and the Father is up there in heaven today. That old, yes, that old place down in the old paradise got shut up. Our preachers out there don't know it got shut up. A lot of them don't. Some do, some don't. But I feel sorry for them that don't read and study enough to know it got shut up, praise God. When my little boy went home to be with Jesus, that disturbed me. I spent 12 years in deep study, Shannon, trying to find out because that had been taught to us. Well, some of my visions and dreams didn't say that, but I didn't still understand. But praise God, after 12 years, I got it down now. I got Amen. scripture to verify it. Praise the Lord. Our little boy went home to be with Jesus, and he's up there with the Father. Yes, he is. And he's up there. I've done so him three times since he's been up there. And so I know where he's at, praise the Lord. Now, I want to talk about to that for a to... minute. Go ahead. Um, you, have, you have spoke to the Lord your whole life. He has talked to you. He has right. given you visions. 
You right. were even caught up in the spirit into heaven. Now, how far up did you go? Did you get into the third heaven? Oh, absolutely, son. When I died in Warner yeah. Robins back... Tell when us your about mother that experience. Came, yeah, come downstairs. I was real weak and, and couldn't hardly go, and the other children were teenagers. And your mother came down. I didn't know it was your mother. She told me after she left and went, took you all overseas and came back, and we were talking about it. And yeah. the Lord just, I don't know, I'd wept and cried, and I got where I couldn't breathe anymore, and my heart gave way on me. And when it did, you're caught up. I mean, boy, when I did that study, after I'd had the visions and dreams and whatever had happened to me, it all come alive. The Lord said, what happened to you at that? I said, Lord, I don't know. And then when he gave me the scripture on it, I was caught up in the paradise. You, what it is, you're caught up right before the throne room, and you're right down on your face in front of the Father. That's where you go. Amen. And so while I was up there, naturally you're going to keep your head down. A lot of people don't like our visions and dreams, Shannon, but I can't hear what they don't like. Amen. I know what I've experienced. And then the be Apostle up to Paul God. was caught up. Right, and, uh, he sure was. And uh, was this after Dwight had died? Uh, had he, had well, he passed see. away at that point in time? Let me see. No, this happened to me before Dwight went home to be with Jesus. Okay. This was just so before God the little was, fellow left. He was preparing you for something that was getting ready to happen major in your life. That's right. The loss right. of your son. Absolutely. And uh, your spirit left a body. You find yourself right. in the throne room of God in the third heaven, right. laying prostate on the ground before the throne of God. Right. And what happened at that point in time? Okay, the Father starts talking to you. The Father will actually talk to you just like he did Moses just like he did Adam in the Garden of Eden, and I can go all through the Old and New Testament, how the Father will talk to you. Yes. A lot of people think it's only Jesus does it. Jesus can do what he wants to anytime. Amen. But when it gets into the throne room where the Father is, that's as far as it can go. There's no Amen. one else can talk to you uh, or for you except the Father at that time. And the Father started to encourage me because I thought, well, praise God, I've come home. I don't have to go back down there. That's the first thing that hit my mind. I don't have to go back down there because I was undergoing a lot of a persecution. I was undergoing a lot of things. And, and I'd gotten tired and didn't just was proud I'd got home to be with Jesus and the Father. And when the Father got to encouraging me and lifting me up and all, he looked at me and he said, But honey, he said, but you've got to go back. He's always said, you've got to go back. You've got a ministry that you have not finished. So you've yeah. got to go back to planet Earth. Well, when he when he started bringing, well, you have no control over yourself. The Heavenly Father has control over you. Amen. And I had a lady minister who can verify it. I had a brother who's going home now to be with Jesus that got to hollering to seven of them on the, around the edge of my head, says, pick her up, grab her, let's take her to the emergency room. And, I, and I, I, uh, the Lord let me speak, let my body, spirit come back into the body, just enough for me to say through my mouth, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Well, I didn't understand that at the time, but it was the same way with the master. And same way with Lazarus. You know, there's a place in there when someone's trying to fit back into their body, you don't touch them. Or do you go mess things up with the father may have to spank you. You've got Amen. to leave people alone when it gets that far gone. And so, and Sister Golden to my left, said, Brother Weber, her hands are so cold. Well, I imagine they were cold, you know, after all of that. So after I cried that out, don't touch me, and then just, I don't know, maybe a few seconds, a minute, 
half minutes, whatever, seconds probably. Then the father finally sent me back into the body. It's a strange feeling now. I didn't want to be fitted back in there. I didn't walk back in here. And then immediately I went into that deep, deep weeping and crying and, and couldn't hardly get any oxygen nor my heart or nothing didn't hardly want to beat. Do you remember, um, Go ahead. were you able to look around and see anything, any, any remembrances of when you were in the third heaven? Uh, no, at that time. Now, that that uh, event that took place, no, you're right down at the foot of the Father. Yes. Yeah, I'm right down at the foot of the Father. Now, when Dwight went home to be with Jesus, and I was caught up into paradise, uh, Jesus and the Father brought me up there, uh, Jesus came, uh, Dwight came around. That was after Dwight had been home about six weeks to be with Jesus. Yes. Uh, of course, naturally, we're weeping and crying and just not handling nothing. And uh, there was the Father, Son, Holy Spirit sitting up there. And where Jesus was sitting at the right hand of the Father, they would look like a little angel came out from around behind Jesus and yes. came on around and came on around in front of Jesus. And Jesus put his left hand, left hand out. And he, he bidded Jesus, uh, this little angel to come up into the crook of Jesus' arm. And when he did, he turned him around, and it was Dwight. Wow. It was Dwight. And I thought, oh, my, 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 my. So I really thought Jesus was going to keep me that time now. I thought, this has to be the time. He's not going to let me have to go back down there again. Yeah. Well, after I saw Dwight do that, Jesus looked at me, and here's what Jesus said. Can you take any better care of him than I? Well, Shannon, my, 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 what could I say? Nobody could take any better care of my baby than, than Jesus. Nobody. But I still wanted him, though, Shannon. I felt like every day I couldn't live without that child. He was, he lacked six weeks being 13 years old. And he was an angel. We'd been entertaining an angel in our home. Because you didn't understand, you were only two years old when the little fellow went home to be with Jesus. So you can imagine, anyway, it, it was not easy. That, that's another story. Sometime maybe I'd like to tell about Dwight. But that Amen. was the second time that I'd been up there. And when he does, excuse me, he just turns you back around and, and, and takes your spirit and bring, brings you back to planet Earth. And that, that's. Now, Grandmother, that. um... go ahead. The Lord has spoken to you all throughout your life, and uh, I know He is speaks to you on a regular basis. He's even talked to you and given you messages for me, and I've right. come to pass. Right. Um, people say, what's it sound like to hear God? How does God speak to you when you hear Him? Oh, you're asking me that? Absolutely. Do you hear an audible voice? Do you hear an impression in your mind? How, do, how would you describe hearing the, the Lord speak to you? Mainly, mainly, Shannon, the Holy Spirit lifts you up. People don't know a lot of times they're being lifted up, Shannon. Or either they have a, uh, they're not where they need to be to be lifted up, all right? Yes. Now, that, that's, a lot, that's a lot of the problem. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. It has to be. But, you see, I walked and talked with Jesus. After I sold out to him at the age of, uh, uh, before 19 years old, right at it, but. 19, early 19, I gave my all to Jesus. I didn't feel there was no other way but to give my all to him, son. And then that one day I was caught up the first time was when we were praying with Granddaddy that day, and he was working for where I left and went to the mission field, that the Holy Spirit took me up then. I thought, sure, 
that was, my, I believe, my first time of going up. And I thought, sure, I wouldn't have to come back that, down then. My babies were little. Renee was only six months old. And, uh, I don't, you, of course, you weren't born yourself. But anyway, uh, it's always that he just tells me I have to come back. But really, your visions and dreams and being caught up in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit does that. And you're caught up so he can talk to you. And he'll actually yeah. talk to you. Amen. The Father, absolutely. When I'm caught up in the Spirit, he's got, let's put it this way, he has your uninvited attention because you're in his hands and you can't get out of his hands. You try, well, you're in right. trouble, sure not. <laughs> that's right. You're really going to get in some trouble now you start such as that. So when he catches you up, I mean, you're in, you're in his control. He controlled you completely. And, of course, every time I didn't want to come back, no way. So I was not fighting too much. But he just he just talks right out. Well, you know how he talked to to Moses and how he talked to a lot. I mean, uh, uh, to Adam in the Garden of Eden. A lot of people said, what? The father came down in the cool of every day and talked to Adam. If God can yes, talk to Adam, can he talk to us? Amen. Absolutely, Ken. That's right. And that's and, um, Go ahead. And here recently, he's been talking to you a lot about uh, end times. Right. You, know, you and I have had many discussions about where we may be on the timeline before the return of Jesus. Right. Uh, let me take you back to maybe in last year. Right. Um, in the last two years, God's been speaking to you. And what has he said here recently to you? Okay, here recently, just before, uh, before Christmas of 2010, yes. you and know, I told you, the Lord told me just to hang in there October, November, and December. Yes, ma'am. And that he would talk to me the first of the year. Okay. Well, you just tear and pray and, you know, and do whatever you're supposed to do every day and just hang in, and I did. And so for around the first of the year, I just sort of had dismissed some of it. And so I was praying here early one morning before daylight, and the father started talking to him, and he said, you know, I told you I was going to talk to you. I said, yes, father, you did say that. So then he started talking to me. And the father wanted to let me know in the 50th, I believe it's 58th or 60th chapter of Isaiah, where he said that darkness was fixing to cover the earth and gross darkness to people. Yes. And I said, Lord, it was like, wait a minute, you know. He said, I'm telling you just like it is. He said, now watch it. Watch what I tell you. And Shannon, I'm telling you now, he, the darkness has covered the face of the whole earth now. And that's when, within a week's time, Haiti had that heavy destruction in Haiti. Oh, that's right. And from that time on, Shannon, we've had masses and masses of earthquakes, tornadoes, uh, mudslides, tsunamis. It hasn't stopped. It won't stop. And gross darkness is covering the people. Absolutely. You're talking, uh, that was toward the end of 2009, and um, I remember... Uh, no, that was the earthquakes coming. A uh, 2010 sugar. It got so bad that yeah. um, one day, the Lord said, "Get all your bags and get out." And uh, I came back, uh, oh, of yeah. course, last year. Yeah, that March was you, of, yeah, uh, right. 2010. Uh, right. And you know, folks, I've learned that when the Lord speaks, you better obey Him. Absolutely, absolutely. Or we can be in some trouble. Yes, we will. We sure uh, will. And, and, We'll go on to it in another show, um, and I've shared a little bit to the people. Right. Now, 
many years ago, the Lord woke you up in the wee hours of the morning with a message for me, and you called me up and said, God has said, have all your bags packed, you're getting ready to move. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't in a, a position to move, but I said, God, you're going to have to confirm it to me, and he did. Right. Within 48 hours, uh, Mount St. Helens erupted, and so did the Tolima volcano. Right. And uh, I watched it as it went down on CNN. You right. Know, my, point, my point I'm making is, uh, and we're going to do another show on that, the, the visions you've had about the future and the pills okay. of fire. Okay, right, but, um, absolutely. We've got about eight minutes remaining. If you're just tuning in, yeah. uh, you're listening to Omega Man Radio. My special guest today is my grandmother, Reverend Wiedis Weber. And uh, we've been talking about a number of things today. Um, in the final, we're going to have to do a number of shows. There's no question about that, Grandma. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're just getting getting into some meat here today. Absolutely um, right. It's so fascinating, and there's so much to talk about. Right. Uh, in the minutes from me, what would you have to, to say to the people out there listening if you had to give them some parting words today? Well, uh, Shannon, I would like to say to every one of them, please, Get somewhere and uh, have special prayer with Jesus. Get somewhere in a closet of prayer and pray and love him. Just love him. You may not know how to pray, okay? Just get somewhere and say, I love you, Jesus, and just do it over and over and over, and just keep loving and praising Jesus. That's one of the easiest things a little child would do it. You do it and, and start loving him, reading your Bible every day. Please read your Bible and say the Lord's Prayer in the sixth chapter of St. Matthew, say the Lord's Prayer in there. Say that and pray, and Jesus will love you and take care of you and help you to find someone or someone uh, will help you to get a little further along than where you are in Christ Jesus because he loves you very much himself because Jesus died for us on the cross, and he died for the most beautiful reason there will ever be, and that's for us. So look up to Jesus. And love him, I think, is the main thing. Just loving him. That's the way I broke through all down through the many years. It's just loving Jesus. Get somewhere and just love him and love him and love him. Uh, a lot of people may not love to be loved. I guess I happen to be a person <laughs> that I love to be loved myself. Amen. And so it, has it been hard for me to love Jesus because I love to be loved. Amen. And if you don't, you ask Jesus to put the love of Christ in your heart by re- by receiving Jesus. And therefore, then you'll have more love to love Him. And they're God's love. Of course, love. Uh, Go ahead. occupying till He comes and winning souls right. because He that wins souls is wise. That's exactly right. Amen. That's right. Your mother, in the, uh, the few minutes remaining, would you go ahead and, and um, close this program out today with some prayer for those listening in? Okay, all right. Master, we come humbly into your throne room again, Jesus. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're asking you, Lord, to put a shelter, uh, put your shadow over the people all around the world, Jesus. Help those that want to be helped. And, Lord, that those that need prayer and have heard any of this today, let them call in, Master, and we'll have special prayer for them. We will put them specially in our request of prayer. And, Master, you touch them, bless them, and lift them up. Bless their families. Lift up, lift up their little children, their teenagers, their moms and dads. And help them, Father, to look to you most of all. To look to you. Because, Jesus, you died for them at the cross. And Master, we love you and we praise you. And watch over them. In Jesus' holy name. 
Just watch over them, Lord, and I'll give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, Grandmother, amen. I love and appreciate you, and I love appreciate you, you coming on uh, sh- short notice today, and it's I'm going to okay. have you back on all the right. show real soon, all right? All right. Love you, Han. Love you, Grandmother. Goodbye. Okay. Bye-bye. Folks, I want to thank you for tuning in today. That was my grandmother, Weta Weber. It was a pleasure and honor to have her on. Uh, she didn't know we were going to do a show so impromptu, and I told her, you know what, be instant in season, out of season, and that's not a problem for a pioneer like my grandparents. Uh, they've been giving their whole life to the Lord over 55 years in the service of Jesus. So, uh, folks, I'm on the road. This is a live program. I've got to uh, sign out. I've got to pump some gas here. And uh, I'm on my way to uh, Nashville. I'm going to be there, God willing, uh, in time to see uh, Bob Larson. He'll be doing a free deliverance conference tonight, 7 p.m., at the Nashville Marriott and um, airport location. And then I'm going to be driving on up to Hagawish for the men's deliverance conference. So any of you that are in the the area, maybe I'll meet you up there. HBCDelivers.org is the website for Hagawish Church. Men's deliverance conference starts Thursday night goes through Sunday, and, um, of course, wrwpublications.com, home of Win Worldly Material. Shouts out to all our friends, Dr. Pat Holliday, patholliday.com, miracleinternetchurch.com. Uh, our official website is omegamanradio.com. You can reach me on Facebook at Omega Man Radio. And um, if you appreciate these programs and like to see more, support us. We need your help to continue. All of our programs are free. Uh, we normally open up the lines and pray, and we're going to be doing more of that this week as we were last night. We were up five hours on the radio ministering. You know, we enjoy it, and uh, we praise God for being able to have a peace in the ministry. So if you'd like to support us, there's a donate button on OmegaManRadio.com. You can do so there through PayPal. Tell a friend about Omega Man Radio. We do a nightly program, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and then we have our occasional early bird show like today. And... Um, we broadcast Monday through Sunday. You can go on iTunes, download our programs, or go over to blogtalkradio.com slash Radio and download all of our programs for free. Tell a friend, and I'll uh, see you next time on Omega Man Radio. God bless you. Signing out.